0: Yeah, no, I'm good. I appreciate it. I got a beer on. Thank you guys for making
1: it. And a ho! Welcome to episode 62 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers, and uh, today it is hockey with a side of somber reflection, I think, because if you follow our Facebook page, then you already know, and if you're a friend of Rocky Sullivan's and Red Hook, then you already know, but If you have done neither of those things, then uh, we, unfortunately, it is our sad duty to inform you that we've lost one of the good ones, George Kornienko, who was the founder of Hockey at Rockies in Rocky Sullivan's and Red Hook. He unexpectedly passed away within the last couple weeks, and so James and I are going to dedicate this episode of Hit the Deck to his memory. So, uh, James, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well, thanks. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the intro for the podcast. But before, and we're going to try and be as upbeat as possible about it. And, you know, God rest his soul, good man. And uh, we, we, he will be missed. But uh, before we get into the somber side of things, I just wanted to wish my brother a very happy birthday. Today, at the recording of this podcast, is my brother's birthday, as well as Captain Picard's and Indiana Jones's. So, um, you know, the great trifecta for me, or hat trick, if you will, of great men. And, um, you know, just wanted to get that out of the way first, and uh, you know tip of the cap, tip, tap of the stick, and have a great year out there, bro, and thanks for providing music for the podcast and the support, and um, away we go.
1: Happy birthday, bro, uh, Captain, and uh, Indy, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, thank you, James.
2: Thank you. How are you doing, by the way?
1: I'm all right. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm doing pretty well, thank you, all things considered. I'm saddened, obviously, by the news that we're going to talk about over the course of this show, but... Otherwise, you know, I really can't complain. It's been hot. But other than that, I've been doing pretty well. I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but knock on wood, the streak has continued where I've been playing hockey in hot weather and it hasn't really affected me nearly as much as it has in the past. So I, you know, I'm in pretty good health, all things considered, and I can't complain about that. So, you know, doing well is the, the, the short, short to the point version of the question that you ask.
2: And very happy to hear that the level of play has been so good at the LIQ, particularly from a certain American Rhino in goal. So very happy to hear that. Keep it up, boys, and congratulations.
1: Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you have a good day. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. The level of play in the LIQ has skyrocketed in the last month or so. And, really, it's it's great to see and it's great to experience. So uh, thank you. We miss you you out there, James. Come back soon come back to us Yeah, thank you i appreciate it
2: but uh, maybe maybe i should stay away things are going a little bit too well but i appreciate that and i assure you i miss you guys a heck of a lot more than you would miss me so all right thank
1: you fair enough (laughs) so um yeah starting lineups yeah uh let's let's start with the starting lineup as it is our tradition so in goal as ever For tonight's show, I am your American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my co-host...
2: On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi.
1: Yes, sir. And so, James, there's, I think, only one topic for this show. Would you be so kind as to tell us what it is?
2: Yes, I'd be honored to. Thank you, sir.
1: We'll forego the
2: usual MO of the uh, podcast, like, you know, Gary and I, we always do the... um, Format? ...starting lineup. Pardon me? Format? There you go. Format. Thank you, sir. Uh, getting off to a rousing start, but um, uh, so we're not going to do the the traditional what's on deck because, as Gary said, there is only one thing that's on deck tonight. So um, when we heard the sad news about the untimely passing of Mr. George Kornienko, just on July 6th, by the way, so this is very recent that this happened, and the man was only 52 years old, so a uh, friend of the show, he had the kindness of, of doing an interview with us back in hit the deck 10 in support of the hockey at Rockies tournament. And Gary will be so kind as to include some clips from that interview. And, uh, you're more than welcome to listen to the podcast, hit the deck uh, 10 at your leisure as well. And thank you for that Gary in advance. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's very sad news. And, um, we forewent the traditional hit the deck of, uh, usually we do two or three topics an episode, But we're just going to devote this one to uh, the memory of Mr. George Kornienko and sincere condolences to Mr. Kornienko, his family, his close friends, including the Rocky Sullivan staff out there. So uh, if you're out there and you you know or knew George, uh, you're more than welcome to uh, go to our Facebook page and just share a story or something about him and and whatnot. And we even invited uh, Gary and I have invited friends of the show, Patrick. Craig and Rich, the three men that invited Gary and I and the LIQ to play in the Hockey at Rockies tournament in the first place because Patrick, Craig and Rich have been going to Rocky Sullivan's for a long, long time and they played in the first ever Hockey at Rockies tournament and they know him very well and that's their stomping grounds trivia night on every Thursday night and so on and so forth. So thanks to them, we were invited into the uh, and honored to know George and uh, participate in the Hockey Rockies tournament. So with those three men, Gary and I invited them to record some tributes to George. So if they do that, if they're comfortable with doing that, then uh, again, Gary will be so kind as to edit that into the podcast and you'll hear their perspectives and get a little bit more about what a great man George was and what a great friend he was and how friendly and cool of a man he was. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll hear that later on. And again, you know... Gary and I understand that not everybody is a podcaster or broadcaster and may not be comfortable with the sound of his own voice and whatever the case is. So if those guys don't want to record something, if they just want to write something, that's more than more than enough. And we'd be honored to share those great memories of theirs with George. And that goes for anybody else out there, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. James, unfortunately, of of all of us, I think I had the misfortune of knowing george the least and james is a close second behind me yeah Uh, james played in a couple more hockey at rocky tournaments than i and so he at least while he may not have known him he at least was around him a little more than i was but yeah for those of you who haven't listened to episode 10 just to give you a quick background hockey at rockies was a street hockey tournament that was um, eight years ago, I think, or nine years ago at this point. I don't recall. George mentions it in the interview, so if you want to go back and listen to it, then you'll know exactly. But eight or nine years ago, Mm -hmm. in Red Hook at uh, Rocky Sullivan's, George Kornienko, who was one of the owners of Rocky Sullivan's, decided that he was a hockey guy. He was somebody who had grown up playing street hockey. And so he looked out, the door i guess of rockies one day and and looked at the street that was right in front of the bar and he said you know what this would be perfect for street hockey so he just threw together a tournament and you know there was a, a handful of teams that played that first year and it was a huge hit so the next year they did it again and they got better and better at it and the level of play got better and better as more teams came in and you know it was very competitive although It was still friendly. You know, above all, it was a friendly game because that's the kind of environment that was fostered at Rocky Sullivan's. And so it just, it became a really kind of big annual thing. And James participated in a couple of tournaments, as he mentioned, he was invited by Patrick and Craig and Rich to, to join the Crotch Mavens, Mm -hmm. which was their team. And uh, so he did. And then when the LIQ became a thing, James invited us to come down and uh, play in the tournament. And so, yeah, the LIQ played in the Rockies tournament a couple of times. And unfortunately, we only got the opportunity to play in two because the bar unfortunately closed and relocated down the block from their location and so the, the planned tournaments in October and presumably March, because that's that's the months, I think, when they did it, those had to be scrapped because the bar, you know, there were more important things. The bar was moving. So, yeah, I imagine they would have tried to get another tournament in, in this October, but uh, with the untimely passing of George, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I know I have talked to Craig. He's, in fact, the one who told me and and by extension us about this tragedy. When I played with him this past weekend, he told me that in fact they don't know if they'll be able to pull it off, but they are going to try to hopefully continue the Rockies tournament in George's honor because it seems like the kind of thing that uh, the guy would want, you know. It, it, and it seems like the appropriate way to honor this guy. I I, I just want to say I only met him formally I only formally met him the once when James and I had the pleasure of interviewing him for the podcast but the guy was so personable and so friendly You know, it was like we had known each other forever. You know, he just sat down and he immediately, it was like he was your best friend. It wasn't a phony put on like, uh, hey, how you doing, pal? (laughs) Welcome to the bar. Be sure to spend some money. It was just like, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming. It's great that you're here. Isn't this a great day? We're all having a blast. It's, uh, you know, it's great to be alive. I, I feel like George seemed like the kind of guy who really did just appreciate every day, you know appreciate uh, the things that he had and the things that uh he could do for other people. He you know just again I may be overstepping my bounds here because I didn't know him very well, but the impression that I got from him was that he was just a really good regular dude and that seems to be backed up by the people who did know him well. So, you know, uh, happy trails, George.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, The American Rhino nailed that. And you'll hear that in in the interview, too. If you didn't listen to Hit the Deck 10 before, please, when you have a chance, do. And uh, the interview starts at 13 minutes, 37 seconds in if you just want to listen to that portion of it. And it's about uh, a little over 19 minutes long. But you'll hear for yourself exactly what Gary is talking about. And I couldn't agree with you more, Gary. I felt the same exact way that, uh, yeah, we didn't know George well, but uh, he made everybody he met feel like a close friend. And that reflects in in a certain way too with the teams that he rooted for you know i i gosh he's like a brother from another mother in that aspect for me because uh the three for three you know, die hard met fan, diehard ranger fan, and a die hard jet fan so um that's usually not the way it goes if you're a met fan, then you're usually an islander fan if you're a ranger fan, you're usually a giants fan so to to be the Mets, Jets and Rangers is uh, is kind of rare. So, uh, you know, the American Rhino fits in that at least for the, the Mets and Rangers and I don't blame you if you don't really pay attention to the NFL, but uh, yeah, that that's exactly the type of guy that that George was and you'll hear that for yourselves too.
1: And he even mentioned in the interview that a few days prior to our sitting down, he had I guess uh, or maybe it wasn't a few days, but, um, well, might have been. I'm not sure what the time frame was exactly, but a short while prior to our sitting down, I guess it was uh, the Olympics at that time going on, and he he had talked about how he had stayed up till 2 in the morning watching uh, Olympic women's hockey, U.S. women's hockey, and just, you know, like getting into it. So he was also a patriot, I would say. Yeah. So, you know, good for him.
2: Exactly. Great point. Uh, something that the American rhino would pick up on, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, if you I go, guess so. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for posting that, that really sweet um, memorial of uh, Mr. Kornienko on our Facebook page, too. And I hope, like you said, I hope uh, a lot of people saw that and, and checked it out. But uh, one of the things about moving down the block, what a weird thing to, to go down in the way politics work and such. Is that they literally had to move from the building that they were in for about 20 years down the block where they hold the Hockey at Rockies tournament and and open up the establishment there.
1: Actually, I, James, I just want to stop you. Um, sure. I don't think they were in that building for 20 years because I know they had moved to Red Hook from Manhattan. Right. Um, so maybe it was closer to 10 years that they were in that location. Okay. But I, I, I don't know for sure. But. I know Rocky Sullivan's existed as a bar both in Manhattan and in Brooklyn prior to their moving down the block. So I'm not sure exactly what the time frame is, but I just don't want you to get uh, inadvertently, you know, corrected for, you know, making an understandable mistake.
2: I appreciate that. And thank you for being the ultimate goalie that you are. I listened to the to the interview again and maybe I misinterpreted it but uh that, that I thought he whatever so I appreciate that if it's
0: well I can be wrong the
2: ballpark to. I thank you for covering my butt so <laughs> I appreciate that sir uh, and apologies if I'm wrong but anyway the, the fact was that for some reason they just had to literally go down the block instead of just staying where they were good old politics and whatever but uh the point being one of the things that they took over and if you go to their website is rocky sullivans.com uh, or Rocky Sullivan's of red hook. You can Google it is a, uh, to say what a great Patriot that um, Mr. Kornienko was, was one of the things that they brought over was um, a September 11th memorial mm. because he had many firemen friends and policemen friends and stuff like that too. So that was one of the cornerstones that they made sure made it to the new place and found a new home so exactly uh, yeah he just a cool guy through and through and and again like Gary said we felt like we knew him or at least he made us feel like uh, we were old friends and just having a beer and hanging out and and whatever so a genuine guy and and it's a a really big loss and a sad loss too but we're trying to keep this as upbeat as possible and and we'll go down memory lane some of our favorite memories of the, the hockey at Rockies tournaments that we participated in and such like that. And, and again, hopefully Patrick, Craig, and uh, and Rich will give more on their insights of uh, and memories of Mr. Kornienko and, and the bar and, and the Hockey at Rockies tournaments because they've been there from the beginning and they could flesh it out a lot better than Gary and I can.
1: Yeah, so just before we do that, James, I just want to give the listener a taste of what George was like. A few clips that I pulled from our interview and some, some of these were played as part or most of these I guess were played as part of our interview but some of this didn't actually make air from our original episode it was just kind of stuff that was recorded in the process of of preparing for the podcast or uh, for the interview what have you so I just want to give you an idea so basically let me set the scene for you it's the Hockey at Rockies tournament day George was the one who coordinated the whole thing. So there was like 12 teams maybe playing that day, 10 or 12 teams. I don't remember exactly because the number fluctuates from year to year. So, you know, he had he had put together all those teams, and he put together the brackets for the teams to figure out who played who and what order. He was on a team. He was on the bar team. So he had spent uh, – he had played at least two games, I think, that day. And so – once he was done playing and done doing all of that stuff with a bar full of people who he probably doesn't get to see that often and wanted to talk to, he generously gave of his time to us two mooks, to <laughs> who he didn't know from Adam, and sat down with us, and he was willing to give us as much time as we wanted to take from him for our silly podcast. So uh, just... First, this this is to give you an idea. We, We welcomed him to the podcast, and we thanked him profusely for being on it. And this was how he responded to that.
0: Fellas, thanks for having me. And I don't know about being a special guest, but I'm honored to be on the show. So it's all good.
1: So, you know, he was happy to be on the podcast. He was happy, you know, th- th- he deflected. Like James is always talking about how I deflect, you know, compliments and stuff, but that that's how, that's who George was. He he wasn't a guy that took himself too seriously. He, uh, oh, just to give you an example.
0: My voice projects pretty well too, but just take the bass down. So a tremendous <laughs> amount of bass.
1: Yeah. So he, uh, and, you know, he, he also kind of, uh, I, I think, he knew what a serious fan he was of certain teams and how kind of uh, single-minded he was when it came to that. And he kind of imposed that on his staff at the bar in, in terms of what teams they could represent.
0: I try not to be a fascist, <laughs> but uh, it sometimes comes out.
1: So, you know, but he realized that. <laughs> he understood that. And with that whole thing, though, he still he took the time to give credit to his staff, the people that were working at the bar to make it a success, he felt it important to include that in our interview.
0: Uh, I got to thank my staff for that too, so because I'm not playing hockey, so that yeah, means welcome. that they're doing a good job too and everything like that.
1: So just that's that's the kind of guy that George was from his own mouth. Uh, and those are you know kind of brief clips, and I have uh, something longer for later in the podcast, but that just to give you a sense of the guy's personality. That's the kind of guy we're talking about. And again, if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to go back to episode 10 and listen to the whole interview because it was funny. It was insightful and you know, it was really, it was a worthwhile conversation.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for that, Gary. That That's great stuff. Sure. Sure. And yeah. And, and as uh, the American Rhino posted on our Facebook page and you're absolutely right, they better keep the deck hockey tournament going because that's, that's a priority and that's something that should be done just for, Mr. Kornienko, mm-hmm. period. Not even just for all of us deck hockey fans and, 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 and the patrons of Rocky Sullivan's, but just for his memory because his love and genuine love of hockey was put into it and, and how it grew and the reason why it was so much fun and it grew to be as big as it was was all thanks to the big heart and generosity of, of Mr. Kornienko. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed with that. But uh, you could contribute to a GoFundMe page. And again, you can find this on the uh, the link there on our Facebook page, and we'll probably put it up again when we drop the podcast, but it's a GoFundMe.com slash Donald Sutcliffe. And, uh, and you can see that for yourself if you go to the memorial. And um, that's one way you can honor Mr. Kornienko in the meantime.
1: So the way we're going to honor him right now is to talk about the the impact that he had on us directly and that's with the tournament we're going to talk about some of the great moments we had in that hockey at rockies tournament over the years because really what better legacy can a person leave than the the impact that they have that that the things that they do have on other people right i mean you know it's it's the difference uh in theater we have kind of the the uh the saying show don't tell you know it's 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 one thing to say yeah everybody had a great time uh, at my tournament i did a good thing but you know it's another thing for the people who experienced it to talk about what a great time they had you know to and i i think that's the real measure of a person what they leave behind is measured in how they've affected people and so you know that this this tournament, this hockey at Rockies tournament was the singular creation with help, but the brainchild and and the driving force behind it was George. So I think James and I want to talk a little bit about that tournament and some of the things that we experienced over the years in the tournament, uh, you know, as a way to kind of try and honor George.
2: Absolutely. Very well said too. And I just wanted to, one other thing, uh, thank Pops for leaving a very sweet message on the Facebook page too that Gary posted for the memorial of uh, George Kornienko. So that just gives you an idea, too, of uh, people knowing the kind of guy that George was, even not having spent much time with him in person. So really cool and appreciate that, Pops. And it was very heartfelt and agreed. But uh, exactly. Uh, we had so much fun at the tournament, and hope we, hopefully we can in the future, too, with heavy hearts, though. But um, how it all began for me, as Gary said, was uh, Patrick, Rich, and Craig Uh, friends of mine i've known patrick my whole life and uh craig patrick and i went to Severian together our high school and then um their good friend rich is a diehard devils fan actually but uh, he's a huge wwf fan or excuse me wwe fan and um and hockey fan too so we all kind of just get along really well and they invited me to uh pre-liq to participate in one of the rocky sullivan's tournaments and Thanks to Patrick's endless love of hockey, that's why he was able to get us all to, to play in it. And eventually the LIQ came to participate in it as well, as Gary mentioned. So the, the, the cool thing about the first one that I played in a few years ago was I was so excited because I haven't played hockey in so long that I went out and bought new equipment <laughs> to prepare for it. And uh, I broke out Riker, my, uh, my number one Titan stick, got a new blade for him. So he was all set and ready to go. Got new elbow pads and shin guards and all that stuff, and had a had a an old jersey and was was blood and guts. Unfortunately, we got knocked out in the first two games pretty oh no. badly, but uh, but it was fun nonetheless. It was just so much fun to get out there. We even practiced before the the tournament to uh, get our legs back underneath us and things like that, and and that was just so much fun to play again. And as, as George himself said, feel like you're 12 years old again, and it was just so much fun. We all had smiles on our faces, even though we were. Gasping for air and whatnot. But uh, then then the year after that, we had enough guys to play, Uh, as Gary mentioned, there was the Crotch Mavens, which is Patrick's team and Craig's and and Rich's team. And then there was enough guys to form two teams. So there was the Crotch Mavens. And then I found myself on the Motch Cravens. (laughs) (laughs) So the Motch Cravens, I believe, was another good friend of ours that we knew from high school, JJ. His first name is James, too. James Woolley. Another good friend from high school, uh, Chris Achapari, who just recently got married. So God bless and best of luck to you and your, and your lovely wife and uh, a couple of other guys. And my specific memory from that tournament, even though we got ousted in the first two games again, we, we lost both games. But in one of the games, Chris and I found ourselves on a 2-on-0 breakaway. Mm-hmm. And Chris is an Army veteran. So the guy's in phenomenal shape to this day. So... He broke up on the left, and I tried keeping up on the right as best I could. And he just, the most beautiful pass I have ever experienced in my life. Mm. He was on one side of the street, I was on the other. It was a one-way street, as Gary and I have mentioned in the past of the uh, the tournament. And he, what a pass! It was a laser beam right to my blade. I just, the blade was down, that's all it was. I had nothing to do with the play whatsoever. <laughs> And and the puck went in because the goalie just didn't stand a chance. And that one memory I'll always keep for the rest of my life because it was one of the most amazing plays I've ever definitely been a part of and have ever seen in my life. So that was all thanks to the, the hockey at Rockies tournament right there.
1: I, uh, yeah. I have memories of being in goal at the Rockies tournament, but most of them blend together because it's just such a frenetic pace. And it's a long, narrow street, so... As a goalie, either the pucks at the other end or it's like coming at you from all angles there's no <laughs> there's no middle ground like you have to be prepared at all times so I, I gotta say I want to tell some kind of great memory about how I played with the liq and you know I, I did great, but, the most outstanding memories that I have were actually when another team was without a goalie and drafted me to play with them because th- this team was really good. I guess they had been just kind of borrowing goalies all, all day because they didn't have one. But uh, that team was really good. And I remember going into it just thinking, man, I I have to be up to the challenge. I have to be equal to these guys. You know, I have to I can't let them down because I don't want to be the reason that these guys lose a game, you know? Uh, and I remember in warm-ups, I stopped a shot with the shaft of my stick. And I, that's, that's kind of when I know, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. It's going to be one of those games. <laughs> and then the the game is really tough. I, I think I stopped at least one breakaway in that game. But the the thing I remember most was, and I this actually has happened to me a lot lately was we were down a goal and they pulled me. And so I had to run, run off, you know, quickly hurry off. And with just seconds left, the team scored to tie it up. And so I, I hustled back into goal and, and we wound up winning in overtime. And it was just such an incredible experience because, you know, I, I, was like, I didn't, I didn't screw up. <laughs> it just seems Kind of uh pessimistic I, I realize, but just it felt really good to to be able to pull that one out even though I wasn't solely responsible for pulling that one out but uh you know the, just the experience felt really really good and as a goalie it's just like yes we did it I also oh, no, no oh, go ahead. Good. I also have to apologize to some of my fellow iq players because the team that we were playing against was the, the, the liq one of the liq teams and uh they they lost i beat them <laughs> and i feel bad about that yeah i think
2: uh, i i know that you beat one of the teams that i was on so i don't know if that was the liq unless you beat both the red and the blue
1: no no that was you that was the year you were playing with the crotch mavens i think oh I okay them. all right because th- there was a tournament when. Uh, we had to, oh, gotcha,
2: okay. So we did face off against one another. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the few times in my life where I had to lose and I was okay with it because the American Rhino was moving on. So that was cool. But uh, I have to credit Gary for giving me my first win and only wins of the Hockey at Rockies tournament. So thank you for that because the third tournament we played in, Gary got us a victory. And then I think the one that we played, the last one that we played – but we won at least two or three games or something. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, and and that was in horrible conditions. That was the same day that you you put that show on for that great team, mm-hmm. and it was in the rain. It was nonstop rain. It was cold. It was damp. And uh, that that game, yeah, you really shown how good you really are because it was intense. It was very physical. It was nonstop. And yes, it was in the rain. So uh, it, it was a pleasure to watch and it was so exciting and that's as good as deck hockey gets and I think that's what George was after in the tournament because everybody just had so much fun and it was a pretty for the most part clean game when they were pressing at the very end there and you know I I think you were at the bottom of a pile there, but you kept that puck out of the net, (laughs) which was the important thing. And you were just making saves like a magician. And it was, it was a, it was a thrill to watch. And uh, people that weren't playing, as a matter of fact, a lot of times if, if you don't have a game to play, they'll go back in the bar and have a drink or eat some lunch, especially in in
1: inclement weather.
2: Exactly. Right. And just dry off or, or, try and stay out of the rain. But that time was just people just gathered around watching that game because I think the team that you beat ended up winning the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. So that was uh, that was as fun and and as exciting as it got. So uh, so, yeah, that that was that was some fun, fun stuff to be a part of and and to observe with no pressure behind you. So that that was I appreciate that. And thank you for those memories, Mr. Uh, American Rhino. Uh,
1: Happy to be of (laughs) service. Happy to oblige. And the, the other thing about the Rockies that that's meaningful to me is that the Rockies tournament was kind of the impetus to to complete a project that I had really wanted to but hadn't motivated myself to because it was inconvenient. And that's the painting of my custom goalie mask, which uh, I forget which episode we talked about it, but we we talked about it on one of the Hit the Decks. It's in the archives. And I had gotten the like airbrush kit for Christmas. And I had ordered the paints that I wanted. I designed it. I'd, I'd come up with the whole thing, the template. And I got the mask and the the sandpaper and all the stuff, the clear coat. And then it just sat in the attic because I I don't have like a paint booth and I couldn't be bothered. And I, I then I knew the Rockies tournament was coming up. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Because, you know, this is kind of a big deal. So that was the kick in the pants that I needed. And I painted my my custom mask. And it came out okay, pretty well, I think, for somebody with no experience at this and no artistic ability. So I'm happy with it. But if it wasn't for Rockies, I wouldn't have it. So, you know, that's that's another thing I can thank George for. You know, by extension, the the hockey at Rockies tournament is the reason that I own that that custom mask that means so much to me.
2: Great. Yeah. and It's funny, too. It's uh, my favorite movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, a lot of people think it's corny and whatever the case was, but I stand by it. It's Christmas. I love it. But that's the point of the movie is that uh, you don't realize how many lives you affect. And especially if you're a good guy, it's it just mm-hmm. in, in so many different ways. You, you make a good, positive difference whether you know it or not. And uh, George is one of those guys. And the American Rhino is definitely one of those men, too. It's yeah. just a pleasure. And, and so are you, James. You your, don't, you oh, don't you. take
1: enough credit for that, but you are as well.
2: Uh, but you know, it, it's it's an, an honor to call you friend, and and something I cherish and and means the world to me. So, uh, yeah, just just stuff like that, you know. Um, and and even for my personal experience, like I was saying, I used to play hockey when I was in high school, and kind of stopped in college and then on. And thanks to Gary and this tournament, the the hockey at Rocky tournament, I started playing again. So it was it was fun. You know, I have all this equipment that was just wasting away in the, my parents' garage and it's just good for exercise and, and camaraderie and fun and, and Definitely. To let, yeah and, and to, just just uh, to let off some steam because you need some kind of outlet in this life so that's just another example of uh, just a bar owner and a, and a sports fan and a cool guy that that had an idea and and it really affected so many people and another cool thing too is that all, all the fun people and uh, that that joined the you know either their customers of Rocky Sullivan's itself or just You know, deck hockey fans in general. And that's how Gary and I met the uh, wonderful people of Snipetown. And um, they were covering the tournament, as a matter of fact, and they were handing out books and stuff. And then Gary and I had the opportunity to uh, sit down with the Snipetown guys and and interview them and and have a whole other world of hockey opened up to us uh, in this big city of ours. So you really don't realize that uh, hockey is a lot more popular than people give it credit for. And I hopefully think that this podcast is contributing to that and the LIQ as well. And uh, definitely a, a prime example of that is uh, the Hockey Rockies tournament.
1: Yeah. And the whole thing, I, I want to give credit to George for being our first kind of uh, outside guest. We, we had a couple of guests within our immediate circle of friends, but George was the first person that we didn't, you know, have kind of a personal relationship with prior and, and he sat down and he just, you know, just gave of himself to us for 20 minutes. You know, when I, like I said before, there were people there that wanted to talk to him, you know, wanted to to chat, say goodbye, whatever. And he was willing to just sit there with us, you know, and, and, and talk. And not only that, but he, he gave us some very good advice. A lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but a number of people, that we associate with James and I in the LIQ, we've wondered, like, how do you get a hockey tournament started? You know, if you want to put on a hockey tournament, we thought about it, but we would have no idea how to go about it. And George just kind of did it, right? And he told us, he gave us some good advice about that. And I'm going to play you some of that now, just to give you an idea of how how simple and how positive the the whole thing was. So we asked George you know how do you start this if you want to start a hockey tournament
0: of your own what do you do and this is what he had to say speak with your friends pick a good spot for it you know it doesn't necessarily have to be on a street it right. can be in a, in a community center mm-hmm. you know uh a parking lot anything like that and just you know as you said if you're thinking of starting it like you said the first step is always just you know throw it out there figure it out get a space you know uh Make sure you have enough room. Probably, I would say it's not a huge undertaking, but just be ready to, you know, do a little do a little homework on it. And uh, yeah. it's not it's not as hard as you think. If anybody ever wants to get in touch with me, i would be more than happy to give advice on it. But it's just getting the first the first one is always the hardest one to do. Yeah. But uh, as I said, if once you get your ducks in a row, you will you know it, it really helps. But uh, it's it's not hard, and you'll be surprised at how many like I said, get the first one off the ground. You'll see what a good time everybody has playing, and then after that, it just Rolls
1: along. thank you george thank you for your optimism thank you for your positivity your generosity thank you for everything that you've given to all the people that had the pleasure of knowing you well said sir so before we end i just want to leave you with one last bit and uh one last taste of who this man was just uh Casual in his moments saying goodbye to to somebody. We in turn will say goodbye to him.
0: Thanks as always for a great day. Hopefully you guys have a oh great. Take God. care. Cheers.
1: Thanks. Thank you, George. We'll see you down the road. Happy trails, and uh, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully when we get to the gates of heaven someday, we can get a game. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thanks, pops. So thank you for. Listening to this episode of Hit the Deck, hopefully you found it both informative and uplifting, and hopefully we were able to paint a picture of who this man who we have lost was and give you a sense of the the void that is now there and that hopefully can be filled not, not by any one person, but by a group of people that will carry on in his memory so uh thank you for spending another episode of hit the deck with us of course we want to thank pops for being the voice of the podcast bro anthony Sajazy, for music used in the podcast happy birthday also and the liq for sound effects the usual if you want to contact us we're hit the deck at gmail.com tweet at us at hit the deck pod facebook instagram you can find us youtube the usual stuff subscribe really just all that stuff and, and and you know the drill by now if you've listened to the podcast you know you know James any parting thoughts before we go
2: yes and thank you and so well said Mr. Gary Maxer just a uh, very heartfelt so please yeah anybody listening out there uh, this is for George Karnienko. rest in peace our friend and please Continue to go to Rocky Sullivan's in Red Hook and, uh, you know, salute the man and keep his establishment going for many, many years to come and keep his memory alive, too. So I think he did a great job here, uh, American Rhino. So appreciate this and, and thank you.
1: Likewise, James. And thank you for those words. That was, that was very well done and a, a good way to close us out. And, of course, as we leave off, Nothing snarky or funny or or uh, anything like that. But I think better than any other time, this really, with the man that we've honored on this podcast, if you want to honor him, then you should really honor the spirit of him and embody the values that he embodied. And I think one thing that he would have agreed with wholeheartedly is the sentiment that it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thank you everybody.
0: We're all here to have a good talk. When you're here, let's enjoy ourselves and let's celebrate hockey and you know.